Ladies and gentlemen, here's In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. Joe Henley is a freelance writer and a musician. He recently came out with a book, Migrante, on the migrant worker situation in Taiwan. Today, we're going to hear more about the issues facing these foreign workers from Joe. With the current administration's southbound uh, facing policy, there, there have been some sort of like aesthetic improvements. There's, there's more events, for example, to promote Southeast Asian culture uh, in Taiwan. There's more festivals, not only where people from, say, the Philippines or Indonesia can celebrate their own culture, but where people from Taiwan can go and uh, learn. learn about their culture yeah. and learn about this very sizable component of the population in Taiwan, because we're talking about 700,000 plus Southeast Asian workers living in Taiwan, not to mention uh, Southeast Asian, say, spouses uh, who come here. That's that's another large and rising portion of the population as well. And also in terms of um, the education of children, now in schools, there are programs where they are promoting Southeast Asian culture because they're noticing a larger proportion of children who come from mixed marriages between mostly Taiwanese men and Southeast Asian women. They want to acknowledge uh, this rising proportion of the population and kind of celebrate their culture more. So yeah. in that sense, yes, there are improvements. But in terms of actually doing concrete things to further protect migrant workers, no, uh, not so much has been done. And it doesn't seem like there are any sort of plans to do so. You know, I know that uh, a lot of these families, they come from poor families and they're willing to go abroad and look for work and and to support you know, their family back home. I mean, we really appreciate them coming because we really do have, you know, a high demand of caregivers like them who actually I know for most of them do a very good job and taking good care of people. But not only that, they're great with housework too, you know, and they cook very well and all that. Were you like writing an article like every week or something to the point where you felt like you could put it all together into your book, Call Me Grante? Was that what it, happened? <laughs> it wasn't quite like every week. It was it was more irregular. But I was doing mm. um I was doing it quite quite often. I I, I wrote um like a series, I guess you could say, for a few different publications, and it got to a point where I, I was satisfied with the work that I was doing and with the reporting and trying to get the word out there about what's what's really happening to these people and what sort of obstacles they're confronting. But, you know, with the nature of news and news consumption these days, it's it's not even a 24-hour news cycle anymore, which, which is what we were taught when I back when I was going to journalism school. We were talking about the 24-hour news cycle where that's basically the lifespan of a story until the next day starts up and the next round of stories comes out and people forget all about what happened yesterday. They're just focused on today. Now with social media news it's 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 more instantaneous um mm-hmm. we're confronted we're bombarded with so much information so i didn't really think my articles were actually having that much of an effect so i, I wanted to do something that was more long form maybe i what i hoped would be more impactful and more permanent so i wanted to do something in the way of having like a permanent record of what is happening now and what continues to happen not just in Taiwan, but this is a problem that affects many countries around the world. Basically, anywhere where they are in so-called unskilled labor, 
mm. um, from poorer countries, for lack of a better word, economically disadvantaged countries. This is happening. I just happened to live here. I was reporting on it here. So I wrote about it in Taiwan. So I decided to take a couple of trips uh, to the Philippines mm. to report on some other stories, but also to get more background information on where these people are coming from, the type of conditions that they're facing, and that sort of thing. And from there, this is now a couple years after the first article in 2015, I slowly started to to write the book and uh, to compile the stories and to come up with a means of, of telling it as a work of fiction but based in the reporting that I had been done and creating these kind of composite characters that encompass all, all the different stories that I had been entrusted with telling in the media. So all the characters in the book, they're not directly representative, say one person that I spoke to in the course of my reporting work, but they're a composite of several different people. So I could tell as many different stories as I could while protecting the identities of the people who actually told them, but also having a work that is very much based in fact, based in the truth and based in, on exactly what is happening here. So it's a book that's a collection of different stories. It's not it's one, one, it's it's one, one long. It's one story. Oh, okay. uh, it does follow one person who comes to Taiwan and works as a migrant fisherman. Mm. And uh, deep, deep sea migrant fishermen are another group who are not protected by the Labor Standards Act. And again, they face all manner of exploitation from having their pay docked. Sometimes their pay is not meted out at all. And they're charged, again, for a number of different things that may or may not be actually done. For example, being charged for a room and board up to 5,000 NT per month when they are actually just made to live on the boat that they work on. This main character, his name is Rizal, and he is a fisherman who comes from the cemetery communities of Manila, which was uh, one of the stories that I also reported on when I went to visit Manila to gather more background material for the book. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'm speaking with Joe Henley, a freelance writer and musician. He just came out with a book called Migrante on migrant workers' issues in Taiwan. Where do you intend to go with Migrante and maybe something else down the road concerning similar topics? What I'm hoping to do um, is, is just, as you said, just to continue to raise awareness in any way that I can, whether it's doing interviews uh, such as this one. I've been giving some talks at different schools, uh, mostly just in Taipei so far, like, uh, for example, going to Damjang University, giving a couple of lectures there. I went to Shida and got to talk to students there about these issues. I was able to go to like the Taipei American School and speak to the young students there. And I was I was very touched um, to see that there are actually many, many students, young people in Taiwan who are also very passionate about this idea. And they they see how vital this is to their country's future. What were you speaking on? in particular, at these schools and American school and the universities? Just speaking on uh, the, the things I've mentioned to you today, just um, the, the system that encompasses migrant workers in Taiwan and the ex its exploitative nature, um, and basically the way that this is setting Taiwan up for a future crisis. Mm. Um, that, that's that's genuinely what I believe. And, and painting a picture of how 
that crisis is going to come about if nothing is done to improve the conditions of migrant workers in Taiwan. Because as is already happening, according to many migrant workers whom I speak to, Taiwan is no longer becoming a desirable destination for these people to go and work. They, they would much rather prefer to go to places such as Korea and Japan, where the wages are higher and protections are at a much higher level. And, and people in places like the Philippines and Indonesia, they are becoming increasingly aware of this. So okay. if they come to Taiwan, they see Taiwan as a stepping stone to going somewhere else. It, it's not a place that they want to stay long term. And also one of the conditions here is that they, they can't stay here long term. Uh, caregivers can be can stay here for up to, I think, 13 years now, tops. And then they have to leave. Now, they, they have just uh, announced a program just recently, uh, depending on when this airs, that there is now a path to permanent residency for migrant workers in Taiwan. But there are several conditions within that program that make it not very realistic, such as uh, right. there's a minimum wage requirement of, I believe, 33,000 NT per month, which most caregivers uh, who are working legally in Taiwan would struggle to meet, if not find it impossible to meet. Uh, ironically, if you are a caregiver in yeah. Taiwan, you're working illegally, you can make much more money than if you are working legally, <sighs> um, which ideally should not be the case. But mm. th these were the things that I were bringing uh, to the attention of the students, because for many people, this is an issue that is out of sight, out of mind. I mean, just as it was for myself, for my first nine or 10 years in Taiwan, I knew migrant workers were here, but I did not know the conditions that they were facing. So I just wanted to make and still want to make as many people as possible aware of this issue, because I love this country and I want to see it in the best condition possible. Now, that right. means bringing to light some mm. uncomfortable truths about this place. If that's what I have to do, then that's what I'm going to do. I just hope that the people who are in power um, will take action. I'm curious, um, did these schools invite you to speak or you took the initiative and approached them and said, hey, let me speak? <laughs> Uh, no, they actually, they found me. I, w I was quite surprised. Yeah, um, wow. Um, so yeah, they in in each case, uh, they were actually the ones who approached me to come and speak to them, which again speaks to the proactive nature that uh, institutions of uh, lower and higher education are taking on this issue. And that, I think that's the most important. Um, these are the places that will foment positive change here. And it's it's most important that the younger generations are made aware of this because, as the old cliche goes, they are the future of this country. They're the ones that are going to have to live with the decisions that are made today in That's Taiwan. That's true, yeah. So they're the ones that should be the most active in trying to enact the sort of change that will lead to the brightest possible future for everyone who plays a role in in building this country and migrant workers are a vital component of that. Now, are you in the midst of some project um, uh, concerning the matter? Uh, at the moment, um, what I'm most involved with is the uh, Mandarin translation of the book. It's going to be out in July uh, <laughs> of this year. And so I'm going back and forth with the publisher. Obviously, I'm not the translator that falls right. to somebody far more qualified than I am. Right. Um, but just going back and forth with them uh, regarding the small details of the release. And I'm, I'm hoping that the Mandarin translation will put the book into more hands of local people who will be able to read it and understand it and become aware 
of the issue. And after that's all done, uh, I hope to continue reporting on the issue here and there and doing more talks, more lectures um, all around the country. I'm, I'm always willing to go anywhere and speak to anyone, any size of audience, no matter how large or how small, just anyone who wants to hear about the issue, I'm, I'm more than happy to go somewhere, go anywhere and, and speak to people about it. Who do you think are going to buy your book, the Mandarin version? Wait, who have been buying your book, the English version? <laughs> uh, English version, I mean, it's it's a mix. Um, some some of them are people like from abroad. Um, a lot of them are people who are here, foreigners and Taiwanese uh, alike. I've received messages from, from readers um, from all different walks of of life. Oh, okay. Um, of course, it is uh, a English book that's been released in a predominantly Mandarin-speaking country. So I, I was quite happy when I was able to secure the Mandarin translation for it. So mm. what I'm hoping with that is that more local Taiwanese will be able to read it. And with that version, it will be like you know widely available in all major bookstores. So I'm I'm hoping that leads to more exposure to the issue. Right. Yeah, to let more people know what really is going on with these caregivers with their life here while while they're yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For the for the caregivers, for the fishermen and the yeah, and the fishermen work. too. Yeah, I know they have it tough as well, the fishermen. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great time, and it's time is just too short. You, I know you have so much more to say, but um, but I appreciate that you know you're putting so much uh, emphasis and so much concern and awareness about the migrant workers' issues here. I know that it's been a problem, but I really, I, you're probably more optimistic than I am, but I think it's really going to be so hard to make the changes that needs to be made because this crosses many disciplinary and many, you know, government agencies, but I appreciate it's, you it's, not yeah. giving up, you know? <laughs> it's going to be, an, it's absolutely an uphill battle. Um, I, I maintain faith that uh, for the younger generations uh, enacting positive change. And I, okay. I just want to draw attention to the fact that uh, the Mandarin version and the English version, all proceeds go towards the Serve the People Association and the Elan Migrant Fishermen's Union in Taiwan. These are two groups that are doing great work to improve the lives of migrant workers in Taiwan. So the entire purpose of the book is to raise funds for these groups to continue to help the migrant worker population in Taiwan. Oh, great. That is awesome. Thanks for doing that. It's really been great talking to you, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Shirley. Uh, anytime. Uh, it's always a pleasure to come on RTI and talk to you. All right. All right. Great. Well, keep at it, what you're doing. And thank you for loving all the people and, you know, taking this matter into your own hands. So thank you. Thank you.